You're listening to The Incomparable's Total Party Kill podcast, in which a bunch of friends play Dungeons and Dragons on the internet for your amusement. This is episode 35, posted October 2014. Undermountain Thanksgiving. Welcome, everybody, to Total Party Kill. We're back for another adventure. Uh, I am Jason Snell. I'm one of the contestants here on this game show. I don't even know. What do we win? That's not how D&D works. I think we're all losing. We're all losers here on Total Party Kill, Jason. Our dungeon masters, dungeons master, are Dan Morin and Tony Sindelar. Gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting installment of Dragonforge and Associates Battle Their Way Through the Halls of Undermountain. Oh, is this going to be an exciting one? No, in this one, we just decide we're going to go back upstairs. I don't want to oversell I think that's up to us, I believe that we are legally required to say potentially exciting. Oh, we're doomed. (laughs) So, as I may remind you, last time our party of intrepid adventurers descended into further into the Undermountain, at which point they encountered some goblins, uh, a a friendly-ish kobold, um... And seem to believe that they are heading in the direction of the headquarters of the now infamous Czar, who they have heard something of from a bunch of different people by this point. Um, and I believe, among other things, they managed to mostly evade a trap full of rats, which was pretty good. Um, and at that point, I think we left them off figuring out whether or not they were going to rest. They took a short rest, and they were looking at pressing deeper into Czar's lair. Does that sound about right to everybody? It sounds about right. Yeah, we're about to kick open this door and kill something. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> so, so here's what where we were. We um we were listening at this door and um yeah. decided that we were going to go through it because the alternative we're so far behind enemy lines now that the alternative was essentially to abandon the av- adventure. However, <laughs> we have no um we have healing problems because I believe some of our our, our players have one or zero healing surges remaining. There are no healing problems, only healing opportunities this time. I have, I have, I have lots of healing problems. Sorry, guys. Yeah, our healer is the one with the biggest problem. Given that I'm the healer. Yeah, so so you're going to need to stick with Peter because Peter can grant you some of his healing surges. Uh, but right. other, but otherwise, okay. we decide to. Uh, we, we what we heard is that off to the east of this chamber uh, is like a, I think a barracks, and then south of there is the menagerie where various creatures are kept. But due south, we were told is the throne room and then Czar's office. And we entered the throne room, or at least peered in uh, stealthily to find that there were some smelly uh, goblins and such. Yeah, well-armored goblins and kobolds, I believe, in that room. Is that right, uh, DMs? That sounds pretty right. So, before we go any further, let us introduce our cast of characters. I will start, let's start from uh, a different direction this time. Erica Ensign, tell us about yourself and your character. Mainly uh, your character, you know. Yeah, I was you gonna want to say, really, you want to know about me? That's tell us about your. Exciting. Yes, spend ten minutes describing your ideal. <laughs> no, I will not. I refuse. Uh, <laughs> instead, I'll talk about what my character. What do you character. consider your strengths as a character? My my character is much, much more interesting than I am. Uh, Flessa is oh. a human rogue. She's very very small, four foot something or other. She's an acrobat. Um, she follows around Rizwin and Melek, whom you will meet in just a moment, and she ain't too bright, to put it mildly. All right. Steve Lutz, you are? I am a Lestrin uh, of the elves. Uh, not too proud of being an elf, really, but I, I am, in fact, a ranger. Not too You're, proud of that, so that I can yeah. keep Ranger-ish. Well, no, I, you know, you got to do what you got to do. If nature has to be put in its place, <laughs> who better to do it than a ranger? Really. Uh, the party's illustrious leader, currently until there is a mutiny, mm-hmm. is played by Jason Snell. I am well. I am Peter Dragonforge. I uh, am the leader mostly because I am. His friends call him PD. Yeah, apparently, I am a paladin, uh, and my dad had a basement that we used as our base of operations before this adventure. It had bean bags. We did some, you know, sleepovers. Had made some s'mores. Had a good time, <laughs> and then finally decided we would, we would strike out on an adventure. And uh, and here we are. And Peter was very uh, we've regretted very, it ever very since. much wants to continue on with this adventure and not retreat back to the yawning portal. 
you're probably you totally are gonna have to take out the trash when you get home and you're not <laughs> not looking forward to that definitely not peter's got a lot of chores yeah yep. what would your dad say if you just came right back out the yawning portal with nothing to show for it <laughs> our resident healer is played by sarah barber hello i am riswin a uh, dwarven healer who is searching for all kinds of interesting history about her family and also, you know, trying to keep Les out of trouble. Mostly not succeeding too well, but eh, <laughs> hey, it's okay. We have fun. <laughs> Our master of the arcane is Monty Ashley. I am a master of the arcane. <laughs> <laughs> Salt sounds, story checks out. Do you have or out of your mouth, any please. other what questions about mastering the arcane? Do you have a name, Master of the Arcane, or you just go by Master? <laughs> I am Melek, a tiefling right. wizard. Excellent. Ask him about his orb. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. I am specifically a Master of the Orb. This orb. I told you. Is that why you're talking like that? Because you're tiefling? <laughs> Tieflings have slightly different mouth structures than regular humans. It's part of the deal <laughs> our society made with the devil many years ago. Oh, but that's a story for another arcane. time. Longer than uh, years, probably. We're also joined by a special guest star this evening, Georgia Dow. And Georgia Dow is playing a mysterious character that we will probably encounter shortly, but who knows? <laughs> could It could be by the end of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then she is. Um, I'm playing Sindrina. I am a drow shaman that has her spirit animal as a sea slug. Slimy, the sea slug, my spirit animal. Excellent. All right, so we left off with our characters listening at a door and deciding what. Well, I believe I believe we had stealthily cracked open the door and peered in to see the contents of the other room. Yeah, I I did. I peered in and and, uh, related as best as I could. So you know, crayon drawings on the floor. Our memories. There's a throne room on the other uh, other side of the door that is inhabited by some creatures that you know. Plus, I got a, a good look at. Um, I think there was some sort of a trench in the floor as well. Yeah. There is. There is a kind of a mm. large trench with a with a little uh, a little bridge. Mm-hmm. Now, Flessa, do you want to do you want to poke your head back out of the door and r- relay that information to your friends? Well, I don't think I actually went in the room, did I? Didn't well, I? Well, you, you like poked your, your head, head in the corner. Yeah, I, I I tell everybody what it is that I saw. There's okay. some some tough armored looking guys in here, and I am scared. Now, yeah. I think as you're, you're mentioning that, um, you know, you might notice a, uh, a creature that you don't recognize uh, kind of peeking around the corner to the north of this foyer that you've been, uh, you, you've been hanging out in. I point. Look! The That's slug? I don't recognize that creature. <laughs> the person, thing. It's probably a kobold. Kill it! <laughs> so what are you, what are you pointing, what are you right, pointing I at? I knock up an arrow. Uh-oh. There's definitely a slug over there. I'm scared of everything right now. <laughs> Wait, what are you I don't feel so at? good. Uh, Around the corner, it. right there. There's somebody to the north. It's on the opposite side of the pit. There's a thing. <laughs> and another thing. Can you describe the thing? Well, this is the room that we're all in, so well, I don't know why you're not room seeing it. Us. If we just yes. turn around and look to the turn north, around, we can around, describe everyone. it to ourselves with our eyeballs. Who goes no, there? Master of the arcane. I guess I should, I guess I should turn around. Eyes are the orbs of the head. <laughs> uh, uh, so there does seem to be a figure that all of you use your eyes to see. All right. Everyone roll to check that they still have eyes. Uh, I, need to try, I need to check this. Everyone, roll your eyes. <laughs> oh. I, I still have eyes, I think. Uh, so they're, in fact, not just a figure, but two figures, uh, c- kind of just around the corner at the top of the room. It appears to be... I shoot them. Uh, hold on, Alessia, but <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, it appears to be a rather strange uh, slug-looking creature. Uh, okay, now I shoot them. Accompanied by a creature some of you might recognize as a drow. Is it time to shoot them yet? <laughs> Where's my hide ability? Wait Maybe. a second. Peter, you're an expert on what things are naturally meant to be evil. <laughs> Pretty sure Drow is, is, is up there on up. the list. I'm backing up. Well, I'm with a tiefling, so uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I say standards who, have I, standards I, have slipped. I I I, <laughs> I think I have to step uh, a little bit closer to them and say, "Who goes there? Who are, who are you? And what are you doing here?" Okay, I I hold up my my shaman my wait wait my totem, and I say I am searching for my drow. They have 
tried to kill me. Wait, what? <laughs> they're, they're, what? I don't know what that means. Couldn't you be searching for a way away from them then? I'm searching for the drow that are trying to kill me. Oh. Oh. Well, oh, we're we're, okay. we're not them. I have been I have been exiled for my spirit creature. Uh, they went that way. <laughs> I I haven't seen any drow except you. Maybe you're. I trying whispered to, kill to whoever yourself. I'm close to. <laughs> What's a drow? That's a nice I slug come, you got I come there. In peace. That's, it's Why? that person over there. A drow is an elf, but one that lives underground and is popularly conceived to be evil. Usually pretty evil. You, usually. I give a Lester in the side eye. <laughs> we are underground. Check. <laughs> this is sort of their domain. Yeah, this, this kind of it. Really, we're yes. kind of in her house. I say, I, I know how to get around in these areas, if you mm. trust me enough. Though probably you shouldn't. <laughs> well, all right though, then. Though my spirit <laughs> okay. animal is a tiny little slug, which is kind and sweet looking. Slimy. If you're into that kind of thing. Does this slug look kind and sweet? He's sweet. Look, look, the eyes. They're... He's cute. Friendly. He does appear to have kind of a spectral nature to him. You can kind of see through him a little bit, and it's unclear how much of that is the, you know, the slug property versus the spectralness of the slug, but... I have trouble seeing eyes as cute or kind <laughs> when they're not embedded inside a skull. Wow, that's super judgmental. <laughs> it's just the way Aww. I was raised. Once they're huh. on stalks, they kind of lose their adorability. Eyes are the orbs to the soul. Um, it's like a muppet. the master of the arcane he's, he's once a, said. He's like a huge yup yup. Yeah. So there's a, a muppet slug. He's like a muppet slug. That's 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 why that's why I was kicked Ooh. out of my from from you know the underground from the other drows. A, sl- a sluppet or mug. Sluppet. <laughs> Neither of Slimy. those is good. Just so we're clear, buddy. <laughs> So, so I think uh, I think my tiefling friend had a good point. The drow are trying to kill you, and you are looking for them so they can kill you. Or I, I am I am trying to escape. I'm I'm searching for where they are to not be there. Ah, good. okay, that makes sense. You can hardly run away from something if you don't know if it's in front of you or behind you. So that makes sense. I I get that. Why are they trying to kill you? They they disagreed with my choice of spirit animal. With your, with, that so sorry, often happens. Your spirit animal. Okay. Something about eyes on stalks and how they don't like them. <laughs> See, it's not at all uncommon. <laughs> I think he's kind of cute. Oh, thank you. You see, I like you already. Hooray! <laughs> Little known fact: Drows and Tieflings share most of the same prejudices. <laughs> totally true. When you're already evil, the bar to like you got you still need something to look down on, right? Right, right. Something more evil. Yeah. Though how evil could sucks. I be with like a sea slug as a, a spirit creature? Come on. Oh, it's, it's a sea salt. slug. It's a sea slug. Oh. Like a sea slug out of water, though. Yeah, well, you, you know, it's a spirit animal, so, you know. Spirit sea slug. Sp- he's, he carries spirit, spirit water slug. with him. I see. Uh, Is the city that we're in a mountain underneath anywhere near the ocean? You mean water deep? Yes. yes. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's in the name, Monty. <laughs> water <All right>. deep. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily the it's sea. It could it's be not a lake. It's not shallow water. It's the underground. Yeah. This there's, is not a lake slug. tons of water underground. They have real problems with plumbing down here and seepage. <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, oh, yeah. I know about bad. that. Seepage is bad, not just in the underground. No, this level doesn't have problems with plumbing. The lower levels have problems with this level's plumbing. Well, the ceiling keeps falling on us, so they must have some problems with seeping. It's or, all or opportunities, guys. Plumbing opportunities. <laughs> if any of you had wanted a multi-class plumber, you'd be level 10 and rich by now. But that no, seems, That seems like dwarf work to me. I picked the wrong major. I don't think I could pass the test. I think there's an opening for urologist down here, too, from what I'm hearing. Oh, God. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Thanks. My sea slug stays away from you now. Plumbing. I feel like when I don't uh, get Steve's creepy jokes, that like I'm winning at something. Yes. <laughs> Thumbs up. Is Zar a Drow, drow, is that the word? Is Zar one of those drows? Because we're looking for him. He's a human, I think. Zar, by the way, is a half-elf. Never mind. Uh, I will say that during this exciting conversation, Kay has actually gone over to talk again with your friend, Method. You may remember. The friendly kobold. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the the one guy from this encounter we let live. Yeah, he's still kind of in that little storage room. He was peeking out, keeping an eye on what was going on here. Obviously, he 
you know, he's already kind of made it clear that he doesn't really want to throw in with you guys, given he's uncertain about your chances. But he, you know, he seems interested in what was going on, was kind of kind of peeking out from that little room. Hi. Hey, how's it uh, going? Oh, that's OK. You know, we're we're keeping on. We're trying to figure out what to do next. Uh, there's there's like, one more of you now. That's that's really exciting for yeah. you guys. Uh, healing is always nice. Um, yeah. I mean, that that increases our chances down here. Um, but I, I have to wonder, um, what exactly are you going to do if we just leave you alone here? I mean, there are lots of bad things in here, and I, I guess the storage room is nice and all, but... Uh, I have you- been thinking about that also. Uh, I was going to kind of hang out here, but a uh, little worried that things are about to get really complicated here. So I was actually kind of going to try and sneak off and, you know, I don't know. Under Mountain has kind of been my home for a long time, but uh, maybe it's time to spread my little kobold wings and you know see see more of the world you know i've i've only really been up to the surface like once or twice really once late or at twice. night yeah it was dark you've Uh-oh. never seen the trees i do not know what a tree is exactly is that something a dragon eats no but you are missing out maybe you're like a druid something. right i am a druid yeah so, okay i feel like i've heard trees and druids mentioned like in the same sentences before. They do tend to have similarities, yes. Yeah. Druids druids like trees. I like trees. You should love trees. You should get to know trees. They're the best. That sounds really... Really, I'm pretty excited about just about anything that is less goblin, czar-oriented than my current living, working situation. I can guarantee you at least 75% less goblin czars, possibly 100% less goblin czars, at least in my part of the woods. So this whole trees thing sounds pretty good. Woods, that sounds good. I'm assuming woods and trees are related concepts. They are related concepts. Oh, okay. I'm with you here. Um, Now, I don't know how welcome... Like, I know there are kobolds that live up on the surface, but above Undermountain is Waterdeep. That's where you guys are from, right? Yeah, well, we're from... More or less. That's where you came in from. Yes, we did come from Waterdeep. So, like, usually when we sneak up there, we really have to kind of sneak up there. And I don't even actually know kind of the main ways up because I live down here. But, like, you know, I went up once with some friends, but that was a long time ago. I don't remember the way back. I mean, I'm a little worried about if I just go up there by myself... I might get murdered. Not being murdered is good. I I hear that's not necessarily something you want to do. Um, really, I mean, it's just about being uh, friendly and, and being aware that, you know, hey, I'm a good kobold. I'm a kobold that's not going to, like, rape and pillage and murder people. I am definitely not interested in those things. I'm no, mainly interested look- in, like... <laughs> Like sandwiches. That's like it's sandwiches re- are great. It's mm. really hard to get a good sandwich in Undermountain. Let me tell you. I believe it. There probably isn't where I, you know you can't get lettuce. Oh, lettuce! Lettuce is the best. I am not entirely sure what lettuce is. Is that a kind of rat? No, it is delicious though. You know what? I kind of miss sandwiches too. Why don't I take you up there since they haven't really decided what they want to do yet? And I bet I could probably sneak away and help you out and, and make sure you don't get murdered and then come back and they probably won't have done anything. I would extremely appreciate that. Yeah. Um, let me just let someone responsible know where I've gone and I'll be right back. Okay. So Kay's going to make her way back over to the group. Yeah. Uh, hey, Rizwin, I'm, I'm just going to go for a little bit. Um, I'll bring you back a sandwich, though. Okay? Hmm. Okay. okay. Bye. And so Kay and Medford uh, disappear. You know, it will probably take them a little while, not a ton of time. You know, it, you guys aren't actually that far from where the uh, that, that entryway was to the Yawning Portal. But it might take her maybe an hour round trip in game time uh, to get back to you. And, you know, a lot could happen in that hour. Um, probably you don't want to just hang out in this lobby uh, waiting to get murdered by all of Zara's forces uh, for that hour. So you're going to have to go on without her for a little while, but hopefully you will cross paths again soon unless all of you are dead. Okay, so th- the next question is what are we going to do here? Because I'm still out of healing stuff. There's this random drow showing up right here. I, I, I you know... We had pretty much decided that our next move was going to be through this door and into the throne room. Okay. But maybe this new drow person has a better idea. Though I do have healing powers. Oh, oh that's great. I'm just saying. I oh, like her convenient. already. Hooray. Well, if you have healing powers, you can't be all bad. <laughs> just mostly. That's good. I was really worried that Rizwin was going to feel like her core competencies were being impinged upon. But I'm the healer. No way. 
Share it. She Share needs it healing. That's right. I mean, I'm doing all this healing all the time. It's nice to have somebody c- picking up the slack. And in fact, uh, Sindrina, I don't, I don't know if we mentioned this before, uh, but you actually have picked up in your travels um, several items that, you know, are kind of useful in, in a healing-related uh, situation. Um, you're probably, you're not the, exactly a, a master of the, the arcane arts, uh, but in your, your recent travels, you have, you've picked up uh, a collection of fish that <laughs> taste really, really good. And they just make you feel just a lot better when you eat some of them. Magic um, fish. Okay. Writing it down. Yeah. You have, you have How four many magic fish. fish. You got four fish. Magic. And like, you're not, you're not sure exactly what they do, but like, like, you know, if you have like a, you know, after a rough day. You know, you sit down with your sea slug and you, you eat one of these magic fish and right. just everything feels a lot better. I bet they're Swedish fish because I always feel really good <gasps> after I eat Swedish fish. I love fish. Swedish fish. I was, I was wondering why all of those orcs and dogs were chasing me before. And now I'm like, oh, my God, no wonder I've been just carrying fish in my back pocket that I, I'm, you know, that makes sense rookie now. Mi- rookie mistake. Rookie you mistake. And also sausages. My tiefling mother specifically warned me that someday a drow would ride in on a slug and offer me strange <laughs> fish. <laughs> Was your tiefling mother a gypsy? <laughs> Wait, that's no, what they who say. Just, beware, beware who just keeps strange, giving out the same fortune. <laughs> beware of strange drow carrying fish on a sea slug. That is the is way this, the saying goes. Is this strange drow currently offering us fish? <laughs> <laughs> and that is the weirdest, most out of context question I've heard in D anD D in a while. I have to get like, to know you a little better first. I, I can't. I don't. I don't really take fish from strange drow. <laughs> What what kind of people do you take fish from? Well, I do. Fishmongers generally. Fishmong- mm. Well, there we go. That was my mom was a fishmonger. Okay. So Thanks thanks for tuning in for this fish This is talk. what people tune in for. <laughs> fish talk with fish, We have fish, no idea why. Business. We wanted this fish episode talk. to flow smoothly from the previous episode that ended with a lot of meaningless banter. <laughs> <laughs> Every banter is meaningful, Monty. <laughs> I think it's important to have conversations in the Undermountain because, like, you know, you could die at any second. And if you didn't find out, you know, what other people's hopes and dreams are, that would just be kind of sad, right? And the acoustics are cool. Or how they feel about fish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, introductions have been made. Kay has volunteered to take Method back up, maybe get him a sandwich. But she says <laughs> she will be back. <laughs> sandwich. That's Kay. Always has your priorities in life. Sandwiches are the overriding motivation of most people in the halls of Undermountain. It's second yeah. only to s'mores. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's a pretty good form of currency, sandwiches. You got to know where your next sandwich is coming from. That's right. You know. It's got nothing on fish, but, you know, a sandwich, it'll get you far. Uh, all right. Is, uh, I don't know if anybody's taking up Sindrina's offer of fish. I move, I move a, a step closer. So... Wait. It sounds to me like healing fish. They 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 make you feel better. They're yeah. spunky. And those of you who may be short a healing surge or two, yeah, this, sure, this, I'll take uh, a fish. This may be this may be the universe's way of saying that you may <laughs> be able fish. to get by. You with know, just I have this strange sensation that I I don't know. I just really want some sushi right now. So <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll take a fish. Okay, I, I dungeon X machina is what's happening here. Oh, Excellent. Can I have we a fish for later? This. <laughs> I'm not hungry right now, but sometimes they get later? peckish in the middle of a fight. <laughs> are these are these fish raw? They're 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 raw. How big are they? They're they're medium sized fish. <laughs> Green. So I have to be like, you have to eat them. Yeah, you know Gollum. You remember Gollum? Oh yeah, you gotta yeah, go yeah. out that. It's it's nice. They're slimy like slimy. My <laughs> spirit animal, but tasty. Okay. Don't eat her spirit animal accidentally. She. No, don't. Like I'll, I'll try not to eat your slug. Okay, I, okay. I, hand, I hand you both a fish. Mmm, this fish is delicious. Who is currently eating a fish, out of curiosity? I, hello. Rizwin is eating a fish? Who, is anyone else eating a fish? I'm taking one and then surreptitiously pocketing it. All right, plus, <laughs> plus, a, plus a, please make note that you are holding a fish. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. This is going to be a re- that's going to make for the best sly flourish ever. Yeah, let me let me regenerate a character sheet that takes into account your fish attacks now when you just slap somebody with a fish. <laughs> um, so Rizwin, uh, you you're you're nibbling on a fish. Yeah, I am. I'm yes. goleming that As fish. You do. It's kind of cold and slimy at first, but like you're starting to get into it, and it's it's um you know you you feel you feel better. Uh, All right, and you uh 
you regain a healing surge. Oh, yeah! Imagine that. Yeah. Does she does she sparkle or shine at all when this happens? Uh, you know she smells like fish. Um, so that's but in the eye of the beholder. Maybe like I glisten wetly. Not even like, a yeah. Her beard is if suddenly much more if lustrous. If there's any kind of sparkle or shine, then I will eat my fish immediately. These fish sound wonderful, and maybe we could make more money just by farming fish than in being adventurers. It looks like you suspect, <laughs> wow. though. You know, this podcast is taking a turn. <laughs> though you still have a, a a pair of fish, they seem like they probably aren't a breeding pair of fish because you know. They're, they're dead. dead, yeah. They're well, dead. yeah, no, but I assume there are there are more fish out in the world, and one could, you know, I don't know. Monty uh, could probably reanimate them, right? That is Ooh. a whole separate adventure where you guys go looking for fish. I, I'm <laughs> actually kind of I'm kind of interested in this adventure. I'm liking the sound of it. Let's let's go down this route, <laughs> guys. All right, guys, everybody, pull open a spreadsheet. We got to figure out the math on fish farming and like right. your, should, how you many know. fish are there? Nah. Should we all should we all take a fish? There's only well, two you, more left. There are, there are four fish. I have plenty of healing surges left. Yeah, I'm also fine on healing surges and generally general healthfulness. Well, I, I since I can grant healing surges to others, uh, maybe I'll take one. Okay. I cautiously hand him a fish. He's wearing a lot of armor and shiny, so. Yeah, so I think, Sindrina, mm. um, you, you, you still have a fish, but you've handed out three fish. Some of which have been eaten. I love fish. I had no idea. This is great. This is really sweet. We've met. We've met with a drow and a sea slug. We've shared fish. This is like Undermountain Thanksgiving. Yeah, this is seriously. It's so beautiful. You guys want to come back here and do this every year? <laughs> I eat my yeah, fish as well. Who needs turkey? Because the rat, rat corpses down there make it like the rat corpses really like have this nice, you know, ambiance to the room. Oh, there's some dead goblins down there yeah. uh, stinking up the, the place, The leftovers too. from undermountain Thanksgiving are just, they're great. <laughs> the next day. We should make a sandwich out of them. I throw the bones from the fish down in the pit and figure another rat swarm will get it later. Uh, F- Flessa, you also regain a healing surge from the, uh, the fish that you ate. Hooray. Hmm, I feel better. You do. One healing surge better. Exactly. <laughs> do healing surges actually make yeah. you feel better even if you're not using them? Uh, these ones feel great. They just you feel right. like, sure because well you, it's like you have some reserve left in you. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, what better time to go through this door then? <laughs> <laughs> um, so just to remind our people about what where we are, since there's been a lot of banter, uh, our adventurers are currently kind of in this lobby shaped room. It's got a bunch of pillars, and you know there were two little side rooms that they explored. One one was filled with. Uh, a sneaking kobold and one that was filled with a bunch of broken brooms. That was really exciting. Yep. Steve did some stuff with rope. Yeah, uh, got a jam. Um, but there are two large door sets of doors, one to the south and one to the east. And our adventures are currently seem set on exploring the door to the south. Well, so our choices are to go where the, the heavily armed guys are or to go to this little side thing where there are there may be other goblins or kobolds and then that's where they keep the... Uh, the animals like the 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 Drake and the other stuff that 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 Czar keeps there. So that would be our other way to go. Would be to go in that side path. But this seems to be like the direct. These are the guards in the throne room. If we can take them out and get to the Czar's office, we might be able to confront Czar. Uh, it depends on what you know. Should we consider uh, blocking this door off to the side here in some way so that things can't come in behind us while we're doing whatever we're doing to the south? What are we doing to the south? Killing guys. Well, south is south is south is where the throne room is, and to the to the east is where there's this. Uh, the uh, I think I think our friend the kobold said uh, that was uh, like a the, the Drake maybe over or there sleeping Wait. quarters or something. So I don't know if there's any. Uh, is there something we could jam up against this door to the east if we're if we're heading south? Well, the I mean, main we things really you got available yet. to you are goblin corpses and rats and broken so, brooms. Yeah, but they're down in the pit. We got to fish them out. Yeah, so I, I ate don't, some fish. I, we just made a point of putting all of the goblin corpses into the pit. Now you want to get them no. out of the pit? Really, Alestrin? After we just finished? No, no, I'm, I'm not suggesting that. I'm just thinking of things we can do to, to block it off, and you suggested the corpses. Have you ever tried to, you know, like, wall in an alcove with goblin corpses? Are yes, I have. It's not that hard. Are they lockable doors from this side? Uh, they do not appear to be lockable doors from this side. Are they lockable from the other side? You you suspect that, you know, it would be hard to know that for certain without opening the door and inspecting the other side, but you have nothing uh, to, no no reason to believe that these are lockable doors. You know, fire code. 
this 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 evil headquarters is totally up to code. There's one exit, and it's through a bucket. Do, do they swing in this way, or do they swing out the other way? My answer to that question is always whichever you prefer, because I don't want to think about which way his doors swing. <laughs> well, if they swing in this way, we could just stick some wedges underneath the bottom and around the top, and that'll at least make it harder to open. And so you do. Hurry <laughs> <laughs> <Ready> for us. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling that Tony wants us to go into the room. I just don't want to talk about, like, you know, turning goblin, goblins yeah. into bricks. Guys, it like ain't dungeons and door hinges, all right? Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> this well, old can dungeon? we play that next? Well, we haven't seen any dragons yet, so we have to make our own fun. That's right. <laughs> so far, it's fish and rats, so. <laughs> the fish were good, though. That is a common Cockney saying. Um... <laughs> fish and Timothy. Fish and Timothy, yes. Um... All right, Peter Dragonforge, you are the leader. What are you going to do? I think it's. I think we got to go in. Uh, it's going to be tough. These guys are armored, but I think this is why we're here for. We we were sent down here not just for adventure, but to find out what happened to Rutherford Ermbrusk. And uh, Czar knows that because Czar was in his party. This is why we were here. So we just blast in. Well, I mean, we we, yeah. we, we have Flessa uh, told us what's there. There are those guys. If we want to try to do a stealth move first and like go through the door and have, say, a great archer like we might have, take a guy out or something as a way to do it. If you know, we could plan an attack here because we've got that. We know there's a trench. We know there's some guys. We know that that Czar's office is in there somewhere. But uh, yeah, I think we need to. I think we need to do it. So if we want to do a little stealth move, that might not be bad. Might also point out that we're just going to let the drow just kind of hang out back here or are we going to incorporate said drow into the party at oh, well point? she gave us fish so if she would like to join us i would uh we, we would love cool. to okay. have you yes we're, we're trying okay. to find thanks for the fish cheap. beat it we're trying to find Zar. Keep her. he's kind of the guy who runs this place i don't know if he knows anything about your drow but um but he's the, he's apparently running this part of the undermountain we're trying to uh i, I guess take him out although really we we're just trying to find out what happened to some of his companions so yeah, come that on in, join good. the party. That sounds good. Bring I'm going to join in with with my as long as my slug can come along. I know that there's some people that have some uh, some things against you know eyeball creatures, but if he can if he can hang with us, I'm okay. Is he useful right. in a fight? He apparently can morph through pillars. He, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he's wrapped he's, around. The he's, side he's climbed on. He's on the edge. He's actually stuck on the edge <laughs> of the pillar. All right. Is he good in a fight? He's. You should see this slug kick butt. <laughs> I would like to see that happen. Those Welcome. eyeballs go crazy, and it's not it's doesn't like even a have a doesn't even have a foot, and he can kick. He butt. does well, have foot. <laughs> well, he, does, he has one foot. He's one foot and two foot. He's got one Dan, foot. One, one foot. Yeah, one Dan. two. Wow, Dan. Two, two eyes. Two eyes one foot. Yeah. It's a cephalopod. Guys, come on. We're you should see this slug kick butt. Slugs of fury. We're going to learn a lot right. about cephalopods today. It's going to be great. Let's, uh, so I'm going to recommend we blast into the room with guns blazing because otherwise we might Whoa, have to talk you to guys have NPC. guns? Yeah, well. <laughs> what are you doing using bows and arrows? So I, I wanna, yeah, I think we need our ranged people ready to go and see if they can take off like a, in, a, in a surprise round, if they can take people out uh, while the rest of us maybe uh, can I just don't want to talk to any more yeah. NPCs. <laughs> Yeah. Hey guys, let me tell you about my new sandwich <laughs> no, recipe. No, <laughs> or oh no, no, going Anyone back to the service. Really. See you later. I got lost. Good luck. <laughs> hey guys, there's a kobold named Jared who lost a lot of weight eating my sandwiches. <laughs> Sorry, I sound like all you the other kobolds. You should see this slug kick butt. <laughs> all right. Well, to all us, right. all kobolds sound like. <gasps> you never say that. All right. So DMs, can we can we plan our can we plan a surprise round where the where our good range attack people. Uh, open the door and, and shoot, or do we all charge simultaneously? I would like to take the fact that we stealthily open the door, uh, take advantage of that fact. Well, in order to surprise guys, you may need to prove that you can be quiet in such a way that they aren't going to be on their guard as soon as you run in. I mean, these are guards, right? Like, their job is to watch the throne room. Right. So you may require some sneakiness from you in order to fully take advantage of that fact. What if we open up the door just a crack and a lestern shoots through the crack in the door? That's Maybe what I was... Won't notice. I mean, it's, it's already open a head-sized crack. You got your head that, through That's there, what so. I was well, thinking, I is, is I, could I we get a couple of our ranged guys to just open the door a crack and, and fire uh, fire into the room before we open it all the way and, and charge? I think you are welcome. Who, If you want to do a uh, surprise round, whoever wants to participate in that should roll stealth. And depending on how stealthy you are, we'll tell you if you're successful. Or and not. since I'm a negative three stealth, I am standing in the back. Okay. I'm standing in the back too because I have zero stealth. I'm stealthy, I'm in there but with I, a 24. I I don't think my attack is. Uh, I, I I don't I can't remember exactly how far away those guys are, but throwing daggers doesn't go real far effectively. So, uh, Flessa, you feel like they they were in a, within a dagger range. You know, you've been practicing. 
Okay. <laughs> but I, I definitely feel like They're I know Alestrin's got great ranged attacks, and I think Melech does too. So it would be great if those guys are interested in doing something at distance. Alestrin, it looks like you rolled stealth already. I did. Okay. Uh, I ended up with a 24. Melek and uh, um, Flessa, do you guys want to do try and <laughs> 40 minutes in? in, we are Uh-oh. finally rolling dice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I rolled. I rolled a four and added three for my mighty stealth. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say... Before we do this, that- can we take a break and, and look for some more fish? <laughs> <laughs> oh, more. I just forgot to mention, the entire, the entire surface of this floor is covered in a, one layer of fish. Huh. <laughs> Let's eat it. Frozen? Frozen one yeah. fish floor, deep. Yeah. You guys, you guys got to ask. I make a whole floor, and no one ever asked me what the floor is like. <laughs> Coated in magic fish, duh. Yeah. So let's, let's start the over. Are us. the walls covered in cupcakes? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> no one ever asked me what kind of cupcakes, though. <laughs> guys, they put a lot of work into this world. Are they red velvet? If it's on the bottom sticking up, it's a stalag fish. But if it's on the top, <laughs> falling down. It might be a stalag fish. No way, that doesn't work. That doesn't work at all. It's all just weird. It's fish. All know. right. Okay, I'm out. So, um, Alestrin, Melek, and Flessa have all rolled stealth. And though not all of the rolls were great, enough of them were. So you guys <laughs> are going to get a uh, um, a sneak attack round. Um, Dan, do you want to roll initiative for everybody? I will roll initiative. Do you have our new friend added to that thing that does that? Boy, I hope so. <laughs> Dear guys, weekend. I'd like to. I'd really like to take this moment to remind everybody what a well-oiled machine this is. This is this, this is, is like not... our twelfth hour of playing this game. So yeah, wow. So <laughs> to remind people, yeah! uh, so a, a, when you have a uh, surprise, what game round, are you playing? We're playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Uh, Peter's playing a completely separate no, game over I'm, there, apparently. I'm playing the rolling of He's initiative, I just got 20, so I win, right? I'm playing yeah. that football uh, game oh. with the X's and O's and the trackball. Lessa, Melek, and Alestrin are going to get a surprise round. On a surprise round, they can take uh, a single action. We will assume that you have opened the door as part of your stealth roll. Otherwise, your single action would be <laughs> opening the door. door. <laughs> that, would be, that would be real exciting, wouldn't it, guys? Yeah. Um, are we going to get to see what's in the room? Yes. Dan is working on that as we speak. I am. I'm sorry. I'm adding all the initiatives. Okay. Oh, I, I double rolled. I actually got a 14 first. Oh. Steve, cheat to win. Cheat to win. <laughs> well, aren't you special? So uh, while Dan is figuring that out, um, Alestrin and Melek and Flesha should probably be thinking about what kind of thing they want to do for a standard action on their turn. I suspect they want to attack the people inside that room. Is surrender a standard action? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, for you, Melek, I'll make it a free action. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to move the attackers in. Keep in mind you are still a square or two back from where you are, but this will make it easier for you to see. Yes. Oh. And I believe uh, because you have a surprise round, the people you are surprising, uh, I believe, grant combat advantage. I believe that's an especially a big deal to uh, Flessa. Uh, who, can, who does sneak attack damage on a surprise round. <laughs> She's champing at the bit. Although uh, she also, I believe, has combat Let advantage against anybody that hasn't acted yet. You're right. Well, they, they so totally haven't acted. But yeah, they're, they're totally surprised. All right, so um, you see before you two kobolds holding shields and, I believe, short swords. Yep. They all um, have matching gold medallions. Classic. Very fancy. And then in the back on the other side is a creature that you might recognize as a hobgoblin. He is carrying a longbow. For those of you who have not, uh, you know, tangoed with a hobgoblin before, uh, a hobgoblin <laughs> is a goblin-type creature, as implied by the name, but they're a little bit, a little bit taller. They've got but a lot better more posture. Hob. If you're not familiar with the movie Scent of a Hobgoblin. They have better armor. Uh, they do, unfortunately, have rather large ears, and they have a hard time getting hats that quite fit that right. So this guy has a helmet, but his ears are totally kind of sticking out on the side. They have better armor? That's a racial characteristic? Well, they They, they have to, a higher socioeconomic class. They, they are snappy dressers. They are known oh, nice. for uh, for their, their militaristic tendencies as opposed to goblins which are known for their salvation army tendencies <laughs> so a lot of hand-me-downs in the goblin kingdom uh, all right whereas... so of our surprise surprise round i believe olestrin has first move sweet uh so i'm gonna take out uh, or attempt to take out the hobgoblin okay because a... his hoity-toity-ness and his uh, better armor i got your hob right here goblin 
Yeah. So what are you what are you doing to this poor hobgoblin? I mean, deserving hobgoblin. <laughs> I'm going to uh, I'm going to just uh, sh- just send a ranged basic his way. First, I'm going to make him. No, I can't because he's not the nearest enemy to me. Nope, can't be your quarry, can he? All right, change my mind. I'm picking on <laughs> the weak. This guy. <laughs> the guy. The guy. Yeah. He got the weak. Guys I'm going first. to make him my quarry. Which guy? The guy on the left there. What's that? The guy on the left there. Guy on the left. All right, I'll make him your quarry for you. One of the kobolds. So they've got is a now pair of kobolds right in front of them. My quarry, and I will fire off just a standard ranged basic on that guy, which is a twelve. A twelve will shoot over his head. Oh. He seems startled that an arrow has just shot over his head. But even he has, with combat advantage? Uh, even with combat advantage, I think, mm. Han, let me double check. Oh, the combat advantage is a good question. Uh, even with combat advantage, I'm afraid he is he's a little better prepared than a lot of the kobolds you've met before. All the kobolds I've met before. <laughs> mm. Uh-huh. What's the next line? All right. Well... <laughs> Who've made sandwiches in the night? My party and more. Moving on, it's Flessa's turn. God help me. (laughs) So, Flessa, your friend Alestrin has just fired an arrow into the room. It should be noted, incidentally, for those of you taking a surprise round, I believe you get only a single action, so use it wisely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I I saw who Alestrin was shooting at, so I will uh, sly flourish at that same guy. I would encourage you to do a better job than Steve. With a fish or a dagger? <laughs> With a dagger. I hope. Critical. Choice. Critical. That is a critical, so that Dang. was an excellent job. You have made Alestrin look ashamed of himself. <laughs> I didn't know that was possible. I was just pointing. I wasn't trying to shoot the so guy. That's I was just good. saying, get that guy. That guy there. Maximum damage, arrow. which you almost you almost rolled maximum damage anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually that plus two, I believe. Wait, that that's would be... your damage roll? I thought that was what you rolled on the attack. Oh, my like... God. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So basically... 27 damage. Olestrian fires a warning shot. And then, <laughs> and then, and then the, the guy goes, throws a dagger in that guy's throat. Just to make him look over here so his eyeball is... Always a good idea in a surprise round to fire right. a warning shot. He doesn't go down, but he has looked better. Fair's fair. That dagger took him like in the neck. It's the old one-two. <laughs> He is bloody. Alestrin frightens him, and then somebody else actually does damage. I'm the good cop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you are. And I believe. So I believe the next, the next person in the order is uh, Melek. I think this looks like a job for the charm of misplaced wrath. Ah, I was going to say. Pretty sure his wrath is placed on me right now. (laughs) Or raise my orb aloft and uh, bend my foe's mind. I'm going to aim at El Hobgoblin. That dude. All right. So let's see. Have a uh, plus seven versus will. That's Spanish for the Hobgoblin. Mm, that didn't work. Let's try that. Oh, there it is. We now, we mount, mount, now meet the legal component of being an educational podcast. Thanks. Jason. I have a total of 10 plus combat advantage versus will. That is a 12 versus will. Uh, which is not quite... That hobgoblin looks confused, but not really wrathful. Hmm. Well, that is a shame. Of course, this being an encounter power, it still has an effect, regardless of whether I hit. Ah, tell me more. The target makes a basic attack against a creature of your choice as a free action. The basic attack gives a plus two power bonus to the damage roll. Well, that is pretty cool. So, So, Mr. Hobgoblin, please make a basic attack against this damaged kobold over here. All right, the, cob- the hobgoblin, looking exceedingly confused, sort of just finds himself turning his bow, facing that kobold, and shooting at him in the back. Mm. Tell me what kind it's of a bad uh, day uh, to be kobold that one. That's up to you. It's a basic attack, I would say. Right, no, I'm sorry. What was the bonus? You conferred a bonus on him for pl- making that attack? Plus two power bonus to the damage roll. Oh, to the damage roll. Okay, excellent. Also, right. this so, guy's bloodied. So he rolls. Uh, he shoots him pretty much directly in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's a plus two damage to power, to a plus two power da- a bonus to damage? Yes. All right. So that is pretty good. See, you can't trust um, a hobgoblin. <laughs> I really would never trust one. Not that I'm judgmental like that. All right. So here we go. Uh, uh, 
He rolls minimum damage, but <laughs> fells a kobold with ease. Wow. Nice. That kobold is no more. Surprise! <laughs> is that that's that's what Peter does as his action on his turn? <laughs> he sticks his head through the doorway and just yells, "Surprise!" Jazz head. Here's Peter. Surprise round. That was an extremely effective surprise round. We're never going to let you do that again. <laughs> you mean talk for two hours and then rush through a door? Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk now? Should we should we go to diplomacy? It's Peter Dragonforce's turn, I believe, if we're back up to the top, correct, Dan? I, th- I think they'll be listening now. Alright, well my uh my speed is five. Can mm-hmm. I can I get to the hobgoblin? Do you think? Uh can I charge the hobgoblin? Might... Where where did you start, Peter? Because you were not in the I was room. not in the room. I was back here. Uh, uh probably, probably back here. Square, yeah. So if your speed is five, you could move five. And then One, charge? Two... So one, two, three, four. Oh, but I'm going to get an opportunity attack from this dude. Five. Well, no, because so there's so basically in order to describe this as in case we haven't been clear about this. Oh, it's the trench. Notice there's there's a trench there and a bridge going across it. So this room is a little. This is a kind of strange architectural feature for compared to other rooms. There is a just a huge trench cut across the middle of this room, bisecting it with a wicked rickety wooden bridge and the hobgoblin is currently on the other side of the trench with a, a longbow. I'm going to let our uh, friends with ranged attacks worry about the hobgoblin right now then and I am going to just uh, I'm going to run up to uh, the other uh, kobold and attack him. Uh, so an enemy moves to a square adjacent to the kobold. That kobold as an immediate reaction will shift away from you. Sora's still next to you. So he sees you coming so he's going to duck over here. Now, you can still take an attack of him because he's still close to you, but he appears to be uh, attack, like sort of grabbing uh, at some, like, what looks like a uh, weapon rack over there. Okay. Well, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna whack him with my, um, my, uh, my virtuous strike, which right. is extra virtuous. So, 17, 17. versus AC. Uh, I believe that will, uh, you were charging though, correct? Uh, correct. Uh, okay. So that's an 18, which just hits a kobold. Wow. He's got a lot of armor. Wow. He's, he, he is a pretty heavily armored kobold. He's got a nice big shield. It looks like it might be made from like a large dragon scale that he's got fashioned for them. This guy, you know, he looks considerably meaner and grumpier than any of the kobolds that you've, you've encountered so far. Also... Matching gold medallion. Okay, so this is uh, this is actually my ardent strike, which I can do when I'm uh, attacking. It does seven damage, and then he is now my uh, he, he's subject to my divine sanction or whatever it is. So he has to fight me, or he is sad. <laughs> okay, and that's my turn. All right, yeah, charge does end your turn. So yay, good turn, Peter. Seven on nice a kobold. Somebody take out that hobgoblin because uh, that's not good. Uh, I think we are. Rizwin is next. I don't trust that bridge. I am up. And I am actually, I think, going to cast uh, Sacred Flame. There we go. I'm going to cast Sacred Flame on this guy right here. All righty. And apparently he it's he's seared in radiance. Um, hopefully. And hopefully. And I, I do some damage to him. And uh, one Smothered ally in gravy, I can see, Texas style. which is Peter, Um. He can make a saving throw, and or you can gain temporary hit points equal to my charisma modifier, which is three. So five, so like six, six temporary points hit points. I think, is that if you hit, or is that guaranteed? Uh, I believe that's guaranteed. Uh, he wow. either gets a choice to gain temporary hit points or make a saving throw. Given that he doesn't need to make a saving throw, I'm guessing he's okay. going to pick the temporary hit points. I'll take it. Do you want to roll roll All for right. the uh, sacred flame? Uh, sure. I think it's actually okay. So. Plus six versus reflex. So one d twenty. How about a crit? What? What? How do you guys keep doing that? <laughs> Don't comment. I'm magical. They're following your advice, Tony, which is roll better. <laughs> I, I I never meant for you to take that advice seriously, Jason. <laughs> she has ruining all dice. of the element of suspense. I handcrafted each of these kobolds. I had briefed them on their backstory. A lot of meetings led up to you guys slaughtering them. Right um, My name was. <sighs> So this guy takes five damage. He actually takes maximum damage because that was a crit. 
Yeah. Oh, cool. So ten, even better. Even better. So he takes 10 damage then. All right. Um, and then, uh, Peter, you get six temporary hit points. I've already got them. Thank you. Sweet. Sure thing. Is it six or is it might be two because it might be your charisma modifier? Uh, so it is, I thought my charisma modifier was three. Check your third page in the top left because it may be your, that's probably your, maybe your charisma modifier plus your half level. I will check. I have that information handy. This is my favorite part of Dungeons and Dragons where we uh, do the paperwork. Your charisma modifier is two. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Um, Oh, but you get plus one half your level. This is specifically gain 10 hit points equal to your charisma modifier plus one half your level. So three. Okay. So I I lied. You gain three, not not six. Thanks. Critical bureaucracy. I'll take it. (laughs) All right. So uh, that kobold is bloodied. Nice. So, Rizwin, you moved and standarded. Do you have anything you want to do as a minor action? Actually, Favor of the Gods is a minor action. You want to do that too? Yeah, sure. Um, so I am going to cast Favor of the Gods on Peter. So anytime he rolls and misses, he will be able to re-roll the attack roll. Uh, the next time, specifically. Yes. The next time a target misses with an attack roll. Yep. Before, Before the, end the end of my end next turn. Yep. There yes. you go. Then Peter, you are feeling like you've got temporary hit points. You feel really certain about the next time you're going to hit somebody. Like and Bahamut is, is on your side. Yeah, everything is turning up. I had some, Peter Dragon. I had some fish. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a good day for Peter. Everything's coming up Dragon Forge. Yep. Oh, yeah. I told you we should have come in this room, guys. <laughs> Will they kill the bloodied kobold? Will they stop the hobgoblin? And what? is down in that trench. Find out in the next edition of Total Party Kill. Let us know who you are so we can keep doing Total Party Kill. Take a short survey at podsurvey.com slash total dash party dash kill. Kill.